Hi, I'm Karen. Hi, I'm Shinkan. We are the hosts of the Unconventional Voices podcast. Our podcast is about demystifying the current academic landscape, all while exploring innovative approaches to thrive academically and professionally. Let's get it started. So, during our last episode, we talked to Ify. And um, she actually suggested that we do an episode about writing and how to write efficiently and effectively. So this is what we're going to be talking about during this podcast. And we're going to be sharing some uh, some tricks. I'm going to be sharing some tricks that I use to complete my PhD. And you're going to be sharing some tricks that you're currently using um, yep. just to help us write quickly, efficiently. And effectively. So, um, Zing Tang, how do you write? Like, what are some of your tricks that you use that you can share in terms of writing? To be honest, I always think I'm not very good at writing. Uh, there are many, Me many reasons. Either. <laughs> so, uh, to begin with, uh, English is not my first language. So, I don't know. I just feel like I'm not very confident when I'm writing and especially when I'm reading something that really makes sense to me. And I feel like, oh, they are beautiful writers. And then I feel like I can write like that. So <laughs> that kind of confidence is probably something I don't have in terms of uh, academic writing. Uh, but again, uh, I, I mean, we're talking about um you know, strategies or uh, things that can help us write. And I would say, first of all, it's about that input. So you need to really read things to have ideas like collide inside your brain so that you will be able to formulate some sort of answers to the potential questions you might ask in the piece that you are writing for. And secondly, I feel like you need to have a structure when you are writing any sort of uh, thing, even if it's just like a reflective post in a course that only requires 250 words. You really need to think about what are you going to say in the first paragraph? Uh, mm -hmm. What are you going to say in the second? And so uh, I think that structure, that outline really helps. Mm -hmm. So for, for me, uh, when I'm writing a paper, I definitely need to think about the structure, the outline ahead of time. For most of the papers that we have to submit to publish, there are word limit for it. Uh, mm -hmm. Maybe like, let's say 5,000 words for a regular paper. And then sometimes I really think about like in this section, how many words I'm going to put there. For example, literature review parts, I might need 800 words or 1,000 words. Mm -hmm. I just you know, use a parenthesis and put the word number there. And that sort of like remind me um, what to do in this section. And then I break them into different subheadings and things like that. And then I give the word limit I have to put in each section. And that uh, helped really formulate the ideas and try to write things down in a less painful way, I would say. So that's the another strategy I, I use. And I think the last strategy I, I'm using constantly is really when, uh, I, I guess we all have that moment when we find it's very difficult to find uh, the exact words for the thing that we want to express. Yes. So, what I do normally is go with the most commonly used word first. Uh, for example, if you want to talk about something 
um, that is very important, probably just write down important or significant first. And then I just search for synonyms or <laughs> reading other papers to see how they kind of express similar ideas in different uh, phrases, different words. So that would normally come at the last phase of the writing process for me is to fine tune some of the phrases or the things that you wrote there. So, yeah. So I feel like having that structure uh, mm -hmm. really is helpful and then have the input, read more as definitely another thing. And then last but not least, you know, when you are editing it, probably search for synonyms or read again to see if you can find any ideas to inspire your writing. That's what I would recommend in terms of the strategies I use for writing. So you're big on planning and organizing and doing all of that. Like just because this podcast is called Unconventional Voices, like how your your writing style is very conventional. Like do you have any unconventional strategies that you use? Hmm. Let me think about it. Okay. What about you? Me. I hate writing. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I am, I, I guess, I guess just a little background before we start, like probably mentioned this earlier, but I, I was not, ne school has never been my thing. Writing has never been my thing. I don't know how I got into the PhD. I guess this is why, <laughs> this is why we're recording this unconventional voices podcast, because I always find a way to do things off the beaten path. I always mm -hmm. try to find things to do like I always want to do things differently but in an efficient and effective manner and to me although this is going to sound really not conventional I hate mm. I hate planning and I hate brainstorming like everything's in my mind like just the, the energy I need to take to put it on paper is a lot for me like it's a lot and I don't like doing it and I know it's important it's an important step to move your writing forward yeah. and every time I do it I'm more successful in my writing but to take to take what's in my mind and put it on paper, I, I, I'm just lazy. So I need to find apps. <laughs> I need to find technology to make it interesting, to make it huh. visually interesting and to make it fun for me to do in order to to make that like to translate what's in my head on paper in an organized form. Mm. I haven't found anything that works well yet, um, but any like I don't like those brainstorming maps because because it's just too much of a circle and and sometimes I can't really focus on where I want to like where I want to begin where I want the middle section to be and where I want the end to be I think maybe my thing is like I need to break things down in my in my in my mind and then I need to mm -hmm. break them down on paper and until I can find an app that helps me like really categorize mm -hmm. each section I've heard of Scrivener I think but I haven't tried it yet so I need I need so I need technology I need I need what I'm doing to be fun if it's not fun, it's work. And I want, if, if, if I'm going to continue on to the path of academia, it needs to be fun for it not to be work for me. So I'm, I'm, I think what my next strategy is, or one of my strategies is really focusing on finding technology to innovate my writing. Yeah. And um, so, so finding things to help me plan in a structure and organized manner uh, is something I'm really focusing on and it's something I would have liked to have had available when I was doing my PhD. But some of the things I used during, during my PhD was 
when I start writing on a computer, to me, maybe it's my generation. I'm a m- millennial, but I feel like I need to write things on paper for it to stick in my mind. Like if it makes more sense on paper, like if I start writing on the computer, I end up on Facebook or oh, Instagram. I wanted to share that too. Yeah. Like <laughs> write, write things down on the paper actually helped me too. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Writing it down on paper first for me works. Unless I can find an app that makes that brainstorming and that planning fun and organized. Mm -hmm. That's my first thing. My second thing is I need somebody to hold my hand. So to be honest, I I really, I paid for someone to hold my hand. I would, Uh I paid $20 a week to meet with someone. So this is what I would do. Like we would meet and I would have to have something written Mm -hmm. to show her. So like, it would be like an editing session. Yeah. And I'm not saying people need to pay $20, but because I, that money came out of somewhere, I needed to write quick mm-hmm. and I needed to, to write in order yeah. to not exceed that $20. Like I had like a limit in my mind. So I needed to write quick and I needed to write. So I actually had some, I would meet somebody on a weekly basis and I would say, this is what I've, I've written. And that, that kind of forced me to write something. And I know not everybody can afford that $20 a week just to meet somebody, but it keeps mm-hmm. you honest. It's like going to the gym. Yeah. Going to the gym with a trainer like or with a friend. I used to go to the gym every single day, but I would have a friend meet me. And because she would be meeting me, I would need to go because I know yeah. she'd be waiting for me and she'd know I'd be waiting for her. So you need to be, you were accountable to that person. So yeah. in terms of writing, as a PhD, you're often alone, but by me paying somebody, I was accountable to that person mm-hmm. to write. And if, if I didn't write, I wouldn't get, I would, I would lose money and I wouldn't get the, the results and the satisfaction of completing my PhD. So one thing is just to recap, making it fun by using some apps and some technologies. But the drawback of this is you can spend so much time looking for apps and seeing what's best and and seeing what works best for you that you kind of waste your time. So that's kind of the drawback. But if you can find an app that helps you plan and organize your writing, that's definitely a plus. Mm -hmm. And being accountable to someone in some shape, form or manner is always important. I don't think the supervisor... I don't think they're just busy busy with uh, their own writing, their own exactly, yeah, exactly. Whereas if you pay someone, where whether it be five dollars, fifteen dollars, or whatever you agree to, at least that person knows I need to show up for this person (laughs) because I'm getting paid. Like there's motivation there. There's exactly. I was waiting for you to bring up uh, the keyword motivation because (laughs) it's really about finding and probably creating that motivation for exactly yes that's that's key yeah and also just to just to continue on the idea of like innovating your writing Mm -hmm. i speak better than i write and sometimes like what i have because i'm not a big planner and i haven't found that one app that will help me plan and organize my ideas sometimes when i'm explaining to somebody what I'm trying to say, I explain it better than I write Mm. it. So one thing that can help also is in Word and Microsoft Office is that dictate tool. So you can literally uh. speak and it mm-hmm. writes it for you and it's fantastic yeah. and 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 you can and you can definitely use those tools to help you write to write period and to write quicker and to write efficiently and clearly. Yeah. And also Fear of the, bl- the blank page or fear of the white page is a thing. 
So I know that once you've done, like, as a PhD student, you have to realize that at some point you can't research anymore. You've done your research and research becomes just a procrastination tool. Like you, you start <laughs> saying, I'm going to research this. And then you fall, you fall into a rabbit hole. So researching needs to stop at some point and writing needs to begin. And sometimes you just need to sit and write, even if you're, even if it doesn't make sense. Like, that's why I'm not like, that's why I kind of like, I know planning is important. But mm-hmm. if I if you can also waste time doing too much planning and not enough writing. So at some point, you just need to write and write whatever and just sit for 5, 10, 15 minutes, write whatever, leave, come back and edit. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes you'll be Completely. like, huh, it was okay. And other times I'll be like, nah, this is really bad. Let me start over. At least you have something to to work with. Another thing is using like those editing tools so not Mm. only not only do you like I had an editor to help me because I needed to be accountable to someone but there's also editing tools that you can use like the one I use was antidote is Mm -hmm. I have to say it's one of the best I know a lot of um, ads are for Grammarly but whatever you can use uh, use some of those editing tools to to edit your writing but don't write and edit write get what's in your head on paper first walk away then come back a day or two from there and mm-hmm. then edit. Cause you can also fall into the trap of editing to no end. I guess that that's a couple of my tools. I have a lot more, but yeah. I'll, I'll turn it on to you. Yes, indeed. I feel like uh, it's important to really, I don't want to say chain yourself in front, in front of the desk, but it's very important for you to actually start the writing process. And don't worry too much about the quality in terms of the output at that moment, because you can always come back at it. So uh, sometimes for me, what I do is, uh, what I do was, um, if I feel like I don't want to write like in front of my computer in my own room I just take my computer with me and then I go to the library or I went to a coffee house to actually (laughs) find that environment to uh, push myself to write a little bit more so I guess that's I I don't know if it's uh, that's unconventional but yeah (laughs) for me sometimes I just change the environment uh, Mm -hmm. and sometimes I, I would say it really helped me um, push myself to write a bit more. Earlier, you shared about like how you, sp- uh, when you speak, you can uh, formulate your ideas uh, better than write it uh, directly. For me, I think um, sometimes when I'm struggling with finding the argumentation or finding the supporting material, I think reading or finding more more research paper papers probably only complicate the process so what absolutely yeah so what i do sometimes was just like go on youtube i was just searching for the topic on those uh video sites and just watch some random videos about how people were sharing their ideas and things like that it does not have have to be like academic related as long as on the topic and then they are sharing some of the ideas there there are always things that you can take i guess what i'm saying is like for me I like to to watch videos and to listen to what other people share uh, when comparing to like 
just reading papers. For me, I I just feel like you really need to find the way that will um, help you to generate or formulate your ideas better. So that's another thing I thinking about when you were sharing your ideas about writing. And uh, the last thing I want to share is again going back to. The point I mentioned in the beginning that English is not my first language. So sometimes I actually, when I feel like I, I don't think it's taking me anywhere when I'm trying to think and write in English, I just、mm-hmm. write in Chinese and think in、oh, Chinese. Okay. Yeah, and then I feel like you know that the logic is the same when you are writing in any sort of language. The logic is the same, and to me, I feel like academic writing.、Uh, the most important thing is actually the logic, how you are making sense of all the pieces and all the words that you put there, is the first and foremost thing you have to consider in your writing. Yeah, that's the. Last thing I would like to share to think your own your own language. So I kind of like I guess this is another tip. So I guess、uh, my tip would be like developing a community of, of practice or community of, of writers. Yeah. And at our institution, what I did when I was doing my PhD, I actually created a group based on the shut up and write concept. And I guess if I were to recreate it, I would structure it differently. But、mm-hmm. um, if you've never heard of Shut Up and Write, it's this it, it's this kind of meetup group where writers would all meet just to motivate themselves to write. So they would meet at a dedicated time in a dedicated location with their papers, pens, laptops, whatever you need to write. And then you spend two hours in that room, and you say, "Okay, for the for the next fifteen minutes, we just focus on writing." And then once the alarm sounds, then you take a five or ten minute break, and then we do this until the two hours are up. And that's exactly what I did. It wasn't very successful when I did it,、mm-hmm. but if I were to do it differently, I think, or if I were to recreate the group, I think what I would do is. Have more of a focus. Have like have have it more balanced out. Like have a focus on conversation. So having somebody present their work and and talk about their struggles, areas of of、uh, difficulties, and then having the others people help them out, and then focusing also on the writing. So I would definitely split that up. But definitely having a community of writers around you. To motivate you and to elevate your writing is is important. I think so too. But you need to find that community, or you need、exactly. to create it, and it's kind of difficult. And maybe it's something that you and I can do.、Um, I guess another thing is if if、um, another tip for, that worked kind of worked, not really, but kind of worked <laughs> for me is.、Um, I I I worked and I did my PhD, so I would have like a dedicated time. Like I would I would work my nine to five, and then I、mm-hmm. would write from like. Actually, I would work seven thirty to three thirty, and then I would write from four to seven. So having like a dedicated time to write is is also important. If I were to maybe give one last tip、mm-hmm. or pointer, it's not really unconventional, but it's it's to use the resources that are、uh, that are available at your educational institution.、Oh, like don't don't think that because you're a PhD that you should be ashamed that your writing is not up to. The standards that you would like them to be, because、mm-hmm. I mean everything is rel- re- relative. So what my writing standards are might not be what your writing standards are. But we're 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 not all those like exceptional scholars that can bang out articles in 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 a year, like fifteen articles in a year. Like that's not me. I'll never be that superstar. But 
um, I do recognize that my writing is not the best and it's going to, it takes practice and I'm, I'm not necessarily as motivated as others. Mm-hmm. Um, but I recognize that and I've taken courses to, to improve my writing and I've reached out to, to the resources available in my educational institution and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Cause at the end of the day, a complete, uh, like uh, a good PhD is a completed PhD. Oh, I totally agree. And uh, I just want to add to the point that you mentioned. I feel like writing comes at different perspectives, different angles. So you might be good at, uh, like, for example, I personally think I'm very good at using APA uh, citation styles. So that yeah. could be your one of your strengths yes. for, for your writing. It's a good point. Uh, Exactly. So uh, I, I earlier I mentioned about like how I'm not very confident about my writing, but at least I'm confident about one part of my writing. That's good. Uh, it's about the yeah. citation. Uh, so I mean, you need to really find your strengths and also mm-hmm. to acknowledge and recognize your weakness and find uh, you know professional help or use the resources available to you to actually fine tune your writing. Yeah, and you don't need to be ashamed because you're in a PhD that you need to fine tune your writing. Absolutely, I mean, we're yeah. always constantly learning in this life. So yeah, I think I think um, if if I can think of any other writing tips, or if we think of any other writing t- tips, I'll definitely include them in the show in this episode's show notes. So yeah, great. Can call it a day, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>